but then we ended up finding out she had never actually walked in a forest before. And to see her, like when she found, she found a huge hen of the woods and she was oh, literally jumping up and the down. The person who deserved it Yes, most. like God. clapping. Oh. and Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Jody Gruen, and we do this for fun. Hey, it's Jody, and today I'm again at Theaterworth Park, and joining me is who has become a dear friend of mine, Jamie Rockney, aka Chick of the Woods. Uh, Jamie, I think we could say, is obsessed <laughs> with mushrooms and foraging in the forests. Are forests and woods the same thing, Jamie? I think so. Yeah. Okay, we'll the forests and the woods, um, all over the place. But mushrooms absolutely fascinate her. They take over her dreams. And she's pinpointed that she is happiest when she is around them. She also loves sharing her obsession with others. And that's why she's here today. Chick of the Woods, welcome to We Do This for Fun. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we can finally do this. You and I have been talking about this, I think, for over a year. Yeah, Maybe longer, I think. Um, I was lucky enough to meet you actually at a foraging event. Mm -hmm. And your... um, your intellect and your approach really spoke to me, and that's why I reached out to you, and you and I kind of became friends after that, and it's been great. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to just start out with maybe you telling listeners what foraging is and how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, foraging to me, um, yeah, in simple terms, is just going out into... Um, usually a forest doesn't always have to be a forest and looking for something that's edible. And, um, I personally really prefer to look for mushrooms, but there's a lot of other things out there to eat, you know, including plants and berries and nuts. And, um, I suppose if you wanted to eat insects too, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of other things, but, um, yeah. So foraging is just, it takes, you know, it doesn't take really anything besides just walking into the woods and, and looking around and slowing down and, um, you know, maybe a basket and a knife and, and you can get going. And, um, I, I think it just really opens up your, your viewpoint of, um, the the wild world of the woodlands I guess you know Mm -hmm. when you start slowing down and actually looking for something in particular or something that you can eat and um yeah it's there's so much more to it than just walking out and and picking a few mushrooms yeah yeah so how did you get started (laughs) well how far back do you want to (laughs) go (laughs) I'll I guess I'll tell you um my first couple experiences actually weren't fantastic okay (laughs) that's good yeah all right um when I was about four or five I started um I guess you could say my foraging (laughs) hobby with my brother and I took him into our backyard and started eating (laughs) all the mushrooms that we could find in your yard (laughs) in our yard in the backyard yeah but Um, you're still living so yes okay we are thanks Mm to my mom um so um, I, of course, don't remember it, but my mom tells a story of us coming back in and we must have told her that we ate these mushrooms. And so she gave us this, I think it's called syrup of epicac or something uh-huh. to make you puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, she gave us that immediately, you know, just in case it was poisonous. Yeah. And um, she said it didn't work right away, so she gave us another dose. Oh. <laughs> but, but it ended up that both doses actually worked at two separate times. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that that's the first experience that um, I know of. And then I honestly don't remember even seeing another mushroom. Like, I, it just, like... I, I, it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't mm-hmm. something I ever paid attention to um, up until I had a friend bring me out morel mushroom hunting. And I was in my late 20s or so. And and that also, like I said, wasn't like a fantastic experience. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be negative, but it just, just it wasn't great. Like we walked in the woods for hours. I had no idea what I was looking for. And um, 
we just walked and walked and walked and it was really hilly and bluffy and 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 then when we finally he finally found the mushrooms these morels he's like oh do you see them i'm like no <laughs> where <laughs> and so i looked and i looked and, and then he had to literally like almost touch them before i could see them and so then i just was like well this is stupid like <laughs> i probably walked by a hundred of these and you know never would have seen them and just thought it was so hard yeah, and like they yeah. were so camouflaged um so um it didn't stick with me and then but then that fall we went out looking for a hen of the woods and that mushroom if you know is much bigger and much Mm. easier to see so we walked up to this oak tree and they grow at the base of oak trees and there's this huge like mushroom the size of bigger than a volleyball (laughs) so um i um it was you know a a bit easier and and then we tried it and it was amazing Mm -hmm. and the morels were fantastic too but um so something about after finding you know finding that hen of the woods and realizing like oh okay I can find some I just didn't think I was like able to ever find morel mushrooms so I didn't really have the desire to go looking for them again um so then I just you know started looking for those and then I would see other mushrooms as I was out there and then you want to know what that one is and then it was like just a domino effect (laughs) and here I am today. Yeah, the curiosity <laughs> was sparked. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. But it's pretty amazing that you, I mean, the name of this podcast is We Do This For Fun, mm-hmm. and we always talked about it being, you could say it with a period, an exclamation point, a question mark, and it sounds like you had some questionable experiences yeah. at the beginning, yeah. but ultimately it became something with an exclamation mm-hmm. point for you. It definitely did. Yeah. I am not the type of person to get obsessed about anything. I, I like to think I'm pretty low-key and just don't get real excitable but this is just something that has taken me over and it's like um I guess I was kind of envious of people that had their thing Mm -hmm. and I was just like ah you know I'm okay at this I'm okay at that you know it's it's fun it's nice but then this is like oh this is me this is where I'm supposed to be like and then I just I don't know I like need it it's almost like a drug to me like or you know like (laughs) I if I don't get out like I start getting a little bit anxious and then as soon as I you know get out in the woods it's like my my place and I can just relax and be myself yeah so you really have found your thing yeah I think we all crave that yeah you know and a lot I mean you're lucky enough to have found it yeah Mm. (laughs) okay so what with so you said really you just maybe need to go out and do this mm-hmm. you really just need like some like just a small amount of equipment yeah even equipment i mean um, what what's the ideal situation if if you wanted to go out and give it a try mm-hmm. what items do you need in your toolkit yeah um i would say like you know you don't necessarily even have to pick the mushrooms Mm -hmm. that you know if you want to get into it but like starting by observing mushrooms is Mm -hmm. a really good way to to get started um but in general yeah uh, um i would just say a, a basket and a knife is all you need and so if you're starting i would recommend you know picking some even you know if you don't know what they are pick them, look underneath, look at, you know, do they have, you know, what kind of features do they have? Do they have gills or pores or teeth? And um, paying attention to where they're growing, taking a lot of pictures, Mm -hmm. um, bringing them home and um, inspecting them more, Mm -hmm. smelling them, you know, like they all have different smells. Some smell like cucumbers and um, (laughs) I think the black uh, trumpets smell a bit like fruity pebbles. Like if you um, have a big bag of them I I don't know I'm not real great with my sense of smell but that's what I get from it so um yeah just observing and um if you it it, it, you know if you have a book um a book is great um just to kind of start going through those keys to Mm -hmm. try to figure out what it is um of course these days there are actually apps that you can use um there's there's one that I've been kind of playing around with this year and it's 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 accurate a lot of times, but not all the times. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's kind of a good tool to use if if you want to just look and see what it thinks it is, and mm-hmm. then so maybe it says, okay, this is a um, chicken of the woods, and then you can get out your book or go on Google and start um, kind of researching and seeing like do all these things mm-hmm. match up, it and then the it just yeah, it it does. It's one of the many tools that you can use, but um, personally, um, I. When I started, 
um, after I realized I was really obsessed, like you said, <laughs> um, I joined the Minnesota Mycological Society and started going out with those guys. And they really know their stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, they've been doing it. Well, there's so many, there's many very, very experienced members on um, in the society. So just they have forays and going out with them. And so you can actually like see and touch and have somebody like confirming that what you, th- you know, I, I think, you know, maybe I would find a mushroom and I thought maybe it's this, but I wouldn't be comfortable enough to eat it. When you have somebody there that's experienced and has eaten it and they tell you, yes, I am 100% confident it is this and see why I see that, you know, why I think that it was growing with this um, oak tree and it look, it has gills and it was growing, um, you know, on the ground or on the tree. So um, it really, really, really speeds things along if you have somebody to to help you out because I... I was doing it by myself completely for a while, and you know it was it was great, but I just didn't learn as much as quickly. So yeah, yeah. I know it was going to your class that helped me understand that I, there was a couple that I could definitely identify, and that gave me the confidence to go out and look and like actually have some really good mm-hmm. first big finds. Yeah. Know? So I and I credit those to you. Oh, thank, thank you, you. so much. <laughs> made some amazing meals. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Maybe um, mushrooms that could be found mm-hmm. in Minnesota, uh, maybe right now. So we're gonna um, we're gonna be in August pretty soon, yeah. just in a few days, mm-hmm. actually. So I'm just putting a timestamp on this episode. Uh, what are some mushrooms in August that we could be looking for, or even just start um, building our curiosities around? Well, I would say the number one mushroom that is pretty much the whole month of July and a little bit before and a little bit after is the chanterelle mushroom. Mm -hmm. And um, I did actually bring some with. Um, So I'll I'll pull that out here in a second. But um, that is a mushroom that I would say is, you know, one of the most sought after mushrooms. Morels, of course, are number one. And then chanterelles are very close after that. So that is one that you will find around oak trees. And specifically, they really like, they like to be in the woods, but in areas of the woods that have like a really tall, grassy, I don't know the, what the name of the type of grass is, but it's kind of just a long, a long grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like when you see that, you see an oak tree and you see this grassy area, like you definitely want to go check that out and then you look they grow on the ground and they're um, yellow maybe um, some people will say like an egg egg yolk yellow Mm -hmm. kind of a bright orangey yellow and they um, they grow kind of scattered around the ground they aren't like necessarily right up to next to the tree although they they can be and um, they um, let's see what can I say about them yeah, so they'll grow like singly or sometimes they'll have like two or three kind of clumped together. But um, there is a poisonous lookalike called jack-o'-lantern mushrooms mm. and they look very similar. But the, the difference with those for one is that the jack-o'-lantern grows like all um, in a clump. Like mm-hmm. they're all kind of grouped together at the bottom. So there might be like, um, I'll just guess, 15 or so mushrooms growing from oh, one okay. one area. And uh, the they're very similar in color, maybe a, a little bit darker of an orange than the more yellowy looking um, chanterelles. Um, but then they, the chanterelles have something that's called a false gill, as opposed to the jack-o'-lantern that has um, real gills. And that's it's something that's maybe a little bit hard for beginners to notice until you start comparing to other mushrooms. But the, the chanterelles, they have like folds in, mm-hmm. in, this, in their... Um, where the gills would normally be. <laughs> and they're kind of like a trumpet shape. So uh, that is definitely one of the the best ones to look for right now. And, um, and then, oh, yeah, I should say, too, if you find one that you think is a chanterelle, if you kind of break it open, inside it will be white, and it's almost mm. the consistency of string cheese. It'll kind of be oh, okay. a little bit stringy. Okay. Yeah. 
and the uh, the poisonous one is more orange inside. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's a good one to start to look for now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those are pretty hardy. They don't, you know, definitely the more rain, the better. But um, they, I've found that I'll find them even in more drought-like conditions like we have going on right now. Just not in as much abundance as normal. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's see. I have been finding a lot of chicken of the woods lately. You have. Yeah. Well, will you explain that mushroom? Because it's stunning. Yes. Yeah. So chicken of the woods are almost, I would say, a toxic looking mushroom. <laughs> it looks like you've maybe found an alien that um, infected a tree or something. It's a super, super bright orange mushroom that grows in like almost like shelves on a lot of times an oak tree. Most often an oak tree, I found them on, um, let's see, black cherry and ash tree, and they'll grow on some other ones too. But um, so they're bright orange on the top but then they're really bright yellow underneath and they have pores as opposed to gills like you know a lot of your like store mushrooms and stuff so if you look underneath you'll see it's yellow and almost the pores are almost like too small to see like little holes underneath Mm. um but very very um distinct and there aren't any other mushrooms that look like this and they're quite large Mm -hmm. they can take over a whole tree Um, I do remember one time I um, found I weighed it it was 44 pounds of chicken of the woods on one tree it was crazy is that the biggest mushroom you've ever found I think so yeah Yeah. 44 pounds yeah so what do you do with something that size well yeah obviously you can't eat them all at (laughs) once but um, what's really nice is just to preserve them for winter Mm. um so with chicken of the woods, I found that it, it preserves really well by just freezing raw. Hmm. Freeze it and vacuum seal it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my main uh, way of preserving that mushroom. It doesn't dehydrate very well okay. like some mushrooms. So some people will, you can also like saute it a little bit. You won't necessarily cook it all the way through um, and then vacuum seal it again. But that one, you know, it has the name chicken of the woods for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some people say it's only because they have the texture of chicken. Okay. Uh, but a lot of people think it tastes like chicken. And I would, uh, uh, it, my taste buds aren't like, you know, not super sensitive either, but I think it tastes like chicken. And it, if it doesn't exactly taste like chicken, you can just substitute for anything that you would use chicken for. And, um, you know, you can make a chicken sandwich, yeah. or I do my my buffalo chicken strips and dip it in blue cheese, yeah. and um, so, in yeah, in all for all intents and purposes, it is like chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things that attracts me to mushrooms so much is that it is a really great meat substitute for people who are looking to reduce yes. the amount of meat that they're um, consuming, or even something that they can add to a meat product if they're just trying to kind of lessen the amount of meat that they're eating, like by putting mushrooms in like ground beef or ground chicken or something like that. Um, That's just one way to kind of reduce your cholesterol and all that kind of stuff. So, and the health benefits, right? Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) They're just amazing in like so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the relationship between the mushroom and the forest? Like that's a very Mm -hmm. symbiotic sort of thing and they Mm -hmm. meet each other, correct? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of learning more and more about that um, as as I, it's just a, ne- a yeah. never-ending learning process. Oh my gosh! But um, th- what I've you know found is that most plants, I believe, I've heard the statistic of like ninety percent of plants need some sort of fungus, like to um, like they have a symbiotic relationship and they help each other grow. Like mm-hmm. the the um, so the mushroom itself is the vast majority of the fungus itself is underground and then the mushroom that we pick is just the um the fruiting the fruiting body you mm-hmm. know it it grows and it releases its spores and then it disappears but it's just there for you know a very temporary time but the the fungus itself is is always there and so um that has mycelium and um they connect with the the roots of the plants and um, basically magic happens mm-hmm. <laughs> is how yeah. I describe it yeah. and they like feed each other yeah. um, 
I don't I don't know how to go how much in depth to go, but yeah. um, no, in I general like, they yeah. just they need each other. Yeah. And yeah, it helps them. They like communicate with each yeah. other. So we can, can we jump right into that kind of that idea that that piece that we pick is a flower, right? Yeah. Like something, I mean, we could kind yeah, of like equate it like that or like a, on a plant, like a berry or something. Yep. So it's something you pick mm-hmm. and it will grow back like a blueberry plant or a exactly. raspberry or something like that. You pick it and then next year you can expect to go back to that same plant yes. and you'll be able to pick a berry again. That's how mushrooms grow and work. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's um, those are all the examples um, that I've used. Or um, I think the common one is an apple. It's like picking mm. an apple on an apple tree, and so there has been um, some controversy or yeah. Some that's drama what I was going to get into yeah. next. I wanted um, to ask you about that. Yeah. So just understanding that a mushroom is like picking a berry or an apple on an apple tree, and um, if you picked every single apple on the apple tree the tree is going to be just fine and the tree isn't going to die and it's going to produce apples again next year. So, or like you said, berries, um, it, it really doesn't harm the organism. And like most mushroom hunters always go back to the same spots yeah. because we yeah. know they're going to grow there. <laughs> so um, over harvesting is, you know, not um, as, as far as we know, science wise so far, um, we have not been able to prove that you can over harvest mushrooms. And there have been studies to in fact show that it, doesn't affect the amount of mushrooms that you know come back so um, you can't do that so I think um, when you pick a mushroom you know their whole purpose is to spread spores so maybe uh, maybe they don't spread as many spores so Mm. potentially they could you know like grow more mushrooms in another place but um, the the mushroom is dropping spores all at time Mm -hmm. i think at a certain age it'll start dropping Mm -hmm. spores so in most cases it's already been dropping spores before you pick it and then if you you know if you use a basket or a mesh bag as you're walking through the forest it'll be dropping spores all along so you could potentially be um maybe helping you know by dropping more spores in other areas although um kind of don't think it really makes that Have much of a difference. Have you experimented at all? Like, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm dropping spores yeah. here, like next to my house, so yeah. I have like a chanterelle farm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Doesn't work like that? No, yeah, like we, we kind of joke like, well, there would just be a trail of like morels through the woods <laughs> if actually like all the really spores worked. are dropping and they just like boop, 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 yeah. you know, the next oh, year. But sadly, it's it's not it that easy. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So that controversy that you mentioned, that was around the DNR looking at potentially setting bag limits, Mm -hmm. similar to like fishing and hunting, right, Mm -hmm. with mushrooms, but Mm -hmm. without a license. Is that, do I have that right? Um, Yeah, I haven't really heard if they have talked about doing a license. Um, All I've heard so far is that they would limit the amount that you could pick per day to, they're talking about a gallon a day is kind of what they're... Well, I guess, I was thinking, yeah, I guess, but that if you found a forty-pound mushroom, then are you over it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. so, there's going to have to be some. Yeah. Wow. That's well, gonna be, right. I mean, so, and how is that? In, how do you enforce that? Like, so they're going to have they're going to use park resources to go at, to watch the foragers. Now? Uh, apparently, yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you mentioned, you know, that's that's one of the main things is that um, we think that the the people that are talking about making this new rule they just aren't very educated in Mm -hmm. mushrooms and I would say the very vast majority of the time I find way less than a gallon of Mm -hmm. mushrooms every time I go out and but then occasionally you'll come across you know like this magical like fruiting of whatever you know like that chicken of the woods that I mentioned um so um and the chicken of the woods, actually, like as I mentioned, it grows in stacks. So you could cut that in, you know, parts of it and leave some. But there's some mushrooms like that are just huge. Like yeah. that hen of the woods, it's one mushroom that's like, you know, it can be way bigger than yeah. um, uh, a soccer ball. Like, yeah, don't those puff balls get pretty big exactly. too? Like yes. those are giant. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I can't even like reach my arms all the way around those. Yeah. So puff balls are another great example. Like we, you know, 
Do they well, really then, yeah, you find us? one puffball and then you're like done for the day, yeah. even though you just found it. And like, you only <laughs> cut off well, part and, of and it. Too, I, don't know. I mean, I guess the confusion that I find, too, is like we're trying to get people out into nature. And if they found a thing that calls to them, mm-hmm. that gets them out moving their body yeah. and it isn't hurting a plant. Right. And they are being respectful of the woods. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what's happening that way. Is it just that there's like a new breed of human that's out there that doesn't have the experience mm-hmm. in nature that's being disrespectful? I don't know. Right. I know that's the that's the hard part to understand is like, what is actually the problem? Right. Like, um, I have heard that somebody saw someone coming out of the woods with like a, a five gallon bucket of mushrooms, you know, so and then maybe that person was planning on going mushroom hunting there. So they were feeling like, oh, oh that person like already picked all the mushrooms Jealousy. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe that was the case. And that, is, you know, there is a bit of a, a sport and a um competition to it but so that's like getting concert tickets yeah, it's the same thing you it know is. it's getting in line mm-hmm. it's just what life is oh my gosh and like if i mean you've been out mushroom hunting you don't get very far no. you're walking at like a snail's pace you're not walking every inch of the forest so yeah you there's might, plenty of woods for everyone <laughs> yeah you might pick all the you know all the mushrooms all the edible mushrooms that you see along your little tiny mm-hmm. trail through the woods but you know there's so many areas that you don't cover and um, you know, somebody else might go somewhere else. I don't know. It's just it's it, it does seem like they just don't um, seem to have a lot of education about mushrooms and how they grow. And, you know, they had talked about over harvesting mm-hmm. them, you know, and as we talked about, that's not that's not the case. Like you can't really ar- over harvest. Um, the other thing that I've heard is that they that we could potentially spread invasive species like as you're walking through the woods, um, we would, you know, foragers because we're not on a trail we could be spreading invasive species and um i would say it's definitely possible like i'm not going to say no that's not possible but it's it's just as possible as a deer walking through the woods or um, a bird you know like a bird flying um Mm. and eating and then maybe pooping out you know the seeds and or the wind like the wind can blow (laughs) you know the 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 seeds or the pollen or whatever type of plant like you know so it's sort of like it's we're by limiting the number of mushrooms that a, a mushroom hunter can pick is not going to like I'm sorry it's not going to make a difference in the world of invasive species with my last job that was part of my job um, was trying to control invasive species both aquatic and terrestrial and it's really kind of a sad situation in general because it's gotten so far and it's so hard to control that you know usually you resort to using chemicals and Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure everybody would believe that mushroom hunters aren't the, the reason for the spread of invasive species. And and even, like, you think about the ones, like, buckthorn, um, it has a, a berry on it. So, like, it's that's not something that's going to get stuck to your clothes. Like, right. for me, um, I, you know, the burrs are what I am maybe more afraid of spreading and you know they aren't necessarily invasive but some of those little sticker things you know will get caught on your clothes and 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 you know then you can carry those around but the the main invasives that are bad are not ones that are attaching to our clothes and spreading around but so again it's like uh, I don't know that's kind of a stretch references and helpful resources, Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. Do you have a favorite book? You mentioned an app that you'd been playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything like that that listeners could potentially, you know, pick up or download that would be an interesting way to to just sort of check things out or be able to identify some plants? Sure. There's so many out there. Oh, yeah, plants too. Um, So the app that I mentioned that I've just been kind of toying around with is called Picture Mushroom. Um, and that is a paid app, so um, I believe it's something like $40 a year. And then, so you mentioned the plants. There's also an app for plants called Picture This, um, also paid. But um, that one's also really, you know, pretty impressive how yeah. often it's right. Yeah, I would never trust it for eating anything, but um, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. They also have Picture Bird, where you can, oh. like, play, um, record the sounds, and they can identify the birds. Yeah. So yeah. those are just some really nice um, apps. Um, for books, there um, that kind of depends on what region you're in, mm-hmm. you know. So there's tons of them, but kind of the go-to one is called 
Mushrooms of the Upper Midwest. Okay, and that yeah. one's nice because it's a smaller book and it just includes more of the, the common mushrooms that you'll find. What would I say? There's several websites. There's one that I kind of my go-to is called Mushroom Expert and mushroomexpert.com. Okay. He, he seems to really know his stuff and yeah. he's pretty funny yeah. <laughs> and okay. what he writes, yeah. so that's yeah. always nice. Um, so there's just like one of each thing and I'm sure I, I've got so many books and I, I don't know if I can recommend one over the others. There's so many mushrooms and one, you know, one book will have one mm. mushroom and not the other. And gosh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of mushrooms out there. I, I, I think there's over 2 million species of fungus. Okay. Um, but gosh, you know, like not all of those actually grow a fruit, a fruiting body that yeah. you can eat like that. But yeah. yeah so. Do you have a favorite? So, yeah, I do. I don't normally do favorites, but mm-hmm. I do have a favorite right now and it'll change. But I have been trying for years to find the, the black trumpet. Mm, okay. And I wasn't very successful. And I'm sure it was like my first experience with the morels where I walked by it a uh-huh. gazillion times yeah. and never just noticed it. But it's um, like the name implies, it's kind of blackish colored, brownish, mm-hmm. and it's basically the color of dirt. And it's a like a trumpet shape also. And that's the one that I said sm- smells a bit like fruity pebbles. Okay. So you found some then? I found <gasps> so many last year. Oh my gosh. I'm so, yeah, I found these gorgeous patches. They were, it was just like a blanket of them. Oh, and yeah. it was in this one forest called, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. No, I know you're not. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately they're in kind of a drought this year. Okay. So um, it's quite a drive. So I haven't even gone to check. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're so good. And I, I don't even, I can't even begin to describe the taste. And actually one time somebody asked me what they taste like. So I had to Google it and to try to describe it. And, and even the Google couldn't said like it's hard to describe <laughs> but yeah it's it's black it's um the flesh is super thin not like not like other mushrooms um it's hardly it i guess you would compare it most to a uh, chanterelle maybe kind of that shape but thinner and not as distinct of ridges underneath and you can't really describe the taste <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right. It's really, it smells really, really good. It's really good, and it smells like fruity pebbles, but it does not taste like fruity pebbles. There's a bit of a fruity okay. hint okay. to it, I right. would say. Okay. Um, yeah. So that one shows up in my dreams yeah. a lot. Oh, see yeah. your dreams. I would love to see your dreams oh if there was gosh. like a way to kind of um, project those out into the world. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> oh man. Um, a lot of times it's every single night, you know, when, really? when they're really good. But this is kind of my normal routine is like, I'll, you know, I'll, well, let's see, where would I start? Like, okay, I, I wake up from a, a dream and then I, in my dream, I just find this amazing patch. Like you can just see them like glowing from a distance, like all these mushrooms and you, you get up closer and then sometimes they kind of like fizzle away mm-hmm. and you like can't quite pick them because like I don't know they're like getting old in front of your face but then sometimes you you know sometimes they are actually just like great and you collect a bunch of them and it's literally heaven um so then I wake up and I'm like I need to get out there you know so my heart's like racing and I try to like then I go through this process of where do I go what do I do so then I get and I look at the rain maps and I'm like oh I could go there or I could oh that one spot had this and so then I spend like at least an hour just looking at the rain maps and deciding where to go and then I go and a lot of times like oh there's nothing there (laughs) and so then I spend all this time out mushroom hunting or you know just it's not like my dreams at least because that's what I'm picturing I'm picturing this amazing um, patch of mushrooms Um, so then I spend all this time and then at the end of the day I'm like okay I'm taking tomorrow off I need to get something done I have so much you know that I need to do and so I'm like I just I gotta get stuff done but then I go and I have those dreams again. <laughs> and here we go. On and repeat. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's kind of like borderline sickness. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that your dreams are like visualizations. Like how they say if you visualize things, it too will happen. Yeah, no. No? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay, now I'm also, I'm visualizing your house as like a, con- a mushroom control center. You know, like with screens and maps and stuff all over the place. Oh, yeah? And you, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if you're that sophisticated, but not <laughs> yet. But when I get, get rich there. off mm-hmm. of this mushroom exactly. hunting business, yes. um, I'll definitely have my little control center. Well, speaking of business, <laughs> let's go in that direction. Oh. Okay, before we go into business, though, I wanted you to just quick tell people the places that they can legally actually go and look for mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Because I think we missed that. Yeah, uh, true. Um, well, we're currently, I'll just say we're in the Minneapolis metro area. And so for Minnesota, I'll speak for what I know in Minnesota. Um, most, okay, so yeah, there, it's rules for different yeah. um, organizations. So we'll say almost all state, um, well, all state parks and state forests are good and legal for mushroom hunting. You can pick mushrooms, nuts, and berries. There are some that are off limits, like the scientific and natural areas. So that's a state, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, department that you can't, you can't hunt in the SNAs. Um, so then we jump down to um, this area, especially we have the Three Rivers Park District, which is a good percentage of the parks within mm-hmm. the metro. And unfortunately, they don't allow foraging of any kind. Okay. Um, so which is a bummer because they have so many nice forests yeah. and um so no 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 to three rivers um also we're in right now we're at theodore worth park which is a city of minneapolis park and they also don't allow mushroom hunting or or nuts or berries yeah. either so you're like well what <laughs> what yeah. can where yeah, can you where actually can go, go? Yeah. yeah so um county parks and city parks all have different rules and so you should really check then you have to spend some time seeing if they have it in their little you know it might be on the website sometimes it lists it and sometimes it doesn't i'll say generally as you get further away from the cities you know it's usually not even mentioned in in their rules and nobody really cares but okay so well then the way this is probably a great segue then because that could be pretty overwhelming to the novice or beginning mushroom hunter. Mm-hmm. And there are much easier ways to go about this. And one of them is by going out with you oh. and having an <laughs> yes. amazing experience because it is an amazing experience. So Thank will you. you just tell listeners what you what you do and what you offer to the to the public? Sure. I would love to. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I like to think I'm a kind of a good resource for the beginner mushroom hunter hunter or the person that has started to dabble with it but just is um, a little bit you know unsure and wants that reassurance so um, what I have um, what we call a foray which is just a fancy word for a mushroom hunt where um, I'll go to a park of you know I usually um, don't decide until a couple days before you know try to pick somewhere where it's had a lot of rain and more potential and a lot of times I'll scout it out to make sure there is actually a mushroom there and so we'll just meet at the park and uh, I'll start off and we'll talk for sometimes up to an hour just about mushroom basics and um, in particular like I'll pull out the mushrooms that I have that are in season and go over um, you know the identification of those those common uh, the common mushrooms that are out that we're kind of out looking for and talk about safety things and poisonous mushrooms and all that. And then after we answer all the questions and go through that, we all go out into the woods together and kind of spread out. So you cover more ground, but, you know, within, you know, eyesight and earshot of each other so that when you find something, you know, somebody will call it out and then I'll come over and, um, you know, if I happen to know what it is, I, you know, we'll talk about it. I absolutely don't know all the mushrooms out there and <laughs> probably never, ever will. But um, so then we'll take the time to look at that and people will gather around and like, OK, see, it's growing with this tree or it's growing on the ground. And this is, you know, how it, what it smells like. And um, so then we, we just kind of go through the woods very, very slowly. It's ridiculous the little amount of area that you cover, especially when there are a lot of mushrooms out. And, you know, usually we're out for about two hours or so, and it seems like such a short time when you're out there. You yeah. just want to keep going. Because you get so, like, obsessed. Like you're, yeah. It's like a hunt. Like yes. you really feel... Like, I know just around the corner. It's got to be around the corner. Yes. That tree over there. No, no, okay, not this one, that one. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's addictive. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's the hardest part is, is like, stopping. And every time I'm like, why did I schedule this for longer? But it sounds, you know, 
usually they're um, at minimum three hours um, of a block of time when I schedule a hunt, you know, maybe an hour of the the talk and then two hours of the hunt. And then sometimes I'll have a tasting afterwards or even a full meal. Um, So the tastings are usually something pretty simple. So you can just kind of taste some wild mushrooms and I'll, I'll cook it up in the field so you can see how to how to um, even how to cut up the mushrooms. Some people are like, mm-hmm. what do you do? How do you cut it up? And some of them just shred apart with your hands and others you might want to chop up with a knife and just show them, you know, a simple recipe that anybody can do at home. Cause I am, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a chef. I just like spending time <laughs> in the woods, <laughs> but you do so, know how to cook. You I know do. how to cook. Them. I definitely yes. spend a lot of time cooking yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and then sometimes we'll do an actual full meal, and um, yeah, so I know I have um, you as <laughs> my, uh, my chef for an upcoming We're doing, hunt. yeah, we're going to do our first little partnership. Yeah. Of, why don't you talk, to, I mean, you talk about it, you're like actually the, the leader sure. of the group, um, but t- talk about this concept that you had. Yeah, well, um, this is the second year that I'm going to do this hunt. It's coming up here um, on August 12th, 2023. And um, I'm going to do, it's, I'm calling it Chicks Only. And I do that because for a lot of reasons. There's just, um, I've just found that, there, you know, it's more comfortable for a lot of women to just be with women. And mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons, I've had um, some good response from from the last year that, you know, even some cultures, their husbands won't let them go out with, um, if there's males going to be there. And and so, um, I thought it was a cool opportunity for a lot of people. And I don't know, there's just something when a bunch of girls get together. There's nothing like it. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's just, it's a different feeling. And it was probably my funnest, um, hunt last year was, uh, the chicks only hunt, and it's just like I described. We'll do all the same things, and we'll but we'll have a full meal. And um, I specifically was interested in having you cook for it because um, I know you're, you know, a, a, a plant-based vegetarian and vegan. And I know that, like we talked about, so many um, mushroom hunters are vegetarian or vegan and using these as supplements for meat. So um, I am, I'm not a vegetarian, and I, I will be someday I just haven't gotten there I I don't eat a lot of meat and you know I'm very choosy with what I do eat but anyway um so I'm excited to um see what we come up with Um, I know we're gonna talk about that um right after this and figure out what we're gonna make but gosh there's so many endless possibilities for making something just and it's such a it's a great partnership too because of your such like deep love for the environment and the woods and you know this is a plant or it's not a plant it's a mushroom that (laughs) is growing um all over the place and you know I just feel like the more and more we get people out doing these things the more and more they come to love like Mm -hmm. the natural environment and if you love the natural environment, then maybe you're going to take little steps to, you know, continue to protect it. And one yeah. of those ways to protect it is by just reducing some meat consumption, yeah. maybe eating more mushrooms instead. And anyway, that's, you know, one of the ways that I like to influence people. So this is a really cool. great opportunity, I think, for both of us to work together. And yeah. I'm super excited. So it's funny you mentioned that, too, because that is ultimately my like number one goal in bringing people out into the woods is to gain that respect and appreciation for nature. And, um, it's just, um, I've noticed that people, you know, don't, it doesn't bother them as much when they see a a forest being cut down for a development or something. So, you know, it always just like hurts me so much. And like, I've actually cried like this one forest that they cut down. That was just like the most beautiful forest Mm. I knew of. And they just flattened it all down and planted a couple small trees and huge houses, houses, huge houses. houses, Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, I, I, that's truly one of my like deepest, uh, hopes is that people will, start appreciating that and that we're going to continue to want more green space Mm -hmm. and and I know that happens like you said when you go out yeah you do gain an appreciation and um (laughs) kind of going back to that whole DNR um mushroom limit thing they're kind of like acting like we're just barging through the woods and like raping the forest of all these mushrooms like are you kidding me like these are the people that love the forest the most and we want to keep it as as 
perfect as possible. Absolutely. And and if anything, you know, those those invasive species will eat them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We're gonna we could like harvest and eat that garlic mustard. Yeah. Like it makes an amazing like pesto. But we're not allowed to pick plants because um, apparently they're worried that we're gonna spread more species if we more they invasive. Pull them? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible, but yeah. gosh. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, the yeah. appreciation that people get for nature after spending time out there yep. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's what this podcast is all about, is to like help people find their thing or give them ideas to find their thing and then get out there mm-hmm. and then start appreciating maybe a little more and then trying something else and a little more or just doing more like doing more yeah. foraging yeah you know and if I can expand on that I was just thinking too um I've had like multiple people thank me for like introducing them to the forest like a lot of people are maybe a little bit afraid to go out or you mm-hmm. know just go out by themselves or just haven't maybe they didn't grow up in nature or they didn't have you know out an outdoorsy experience um several times I've had people like it it takes Jamie she's like you don't understand like this has been the best experience for me I've had depression for years and today was like the first time that like I could like that that that, that they could breathe they could, like, really it they lifted yes, a little yeah and she yeah it just touched me so much and I had another person even just mention that the other day in a, in a message that even just my posts on social mm-hmm. media, she's like, I love seeing like all this nature and um, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I'm a little bit cheesy about it, you know, but I'm like, I'm I super, mu- you know, I love these little mushrooms do, or yeah. bugs or whatever I post about so much. And she just says like, even seeing those posts and knowing what's out in nature, like helps her anxiety tremendously. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and that that chicks only one uh, <laughs> hunt last year. There was one girl that had never ever stepped foot in a forest before. She came from Chicago and was just visiting some people. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, I kind of like, well, how many people have mushroom hunted? And um, you know, I don't remember how how it went. But then we ended up finding out she had never actually walked in a forest before. And to see her, like when she found she found a huge hen of the woods, and she was oh, literally jumping up and the down. The person who deserved it, yes, most. like God. clapping. Oh. And oh, that's it's such a fun feeling, like yes. seeing people get so excited and fascinated, like truly, truly fascinated by all the things, not just the mushrooms, but the little bugs and the yeah. plants and the flowers and. The, the ferns and well, the moss. Well, that's the amazing thing about it is you don't just notice the mushrooms. You start noticing yeah. things that you never notice. Yes. Like just like the shapes of leaves yes. or um, a, a random berry or, I mean, it's just it's just stuff like all of a sudden things just start popping yeah. that never popped before. Yeah. Like just learning little things. Like I, um, I had a berry class um, this earlier this week and um, the mulberry is one that we talked mm. about. And um, what's interesting about the mulberry is that it's like the pollen release, and I'm not going to get this quite right, but the pollen release is the fastest recorded biological movement like on Earth. It's like half the speed of sound when that pollen is released. Like crazy. Like what this this little tree that has these delicious berries and like just learning about stuff like that. Um, It just... Again, it's more appreciation and fascination as you're out there, and I don't know why I started going on about that. No, I think I know, and I'm I'm just thinking. I mean, I keep thinking of all of the follow-ups to that, like the follow-up to having an experience in the woods that made your depression lift, mm-hmm. and then being able to you know follow you and see your posts that bring you back to that day and mm-hmm. then bring you back to that feeling because I mean sometimes we have to ride that wave for a really long time before we can get out again or before we'll let ourselves do something or be able to afford something you know but to know that you can always go back to a moment by just going and visiting your Instagram which is beautiful by the oh, way. Oh thank really you is. I know you don't spend a lot of time on social media. I don't media, but I'm trying but... to be better I'm, I mean I'm <laughs> no, going to be better. It's good that you don't I <laughs> take no offense and I'm very glad yeah, that you Yeah but when don't. I do go on I definitely like you always pop up because that's what I do look at and it's beautiful I mean I loved that 
I think there's a little grasshopper that you had. It's really bright green. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you, I don't know, you'll be able to say it better than me, but it, it was funny. So funny. <laughs> that Katie did just a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, um, yeah, it... I, it just has this weird way of walking where it's like it's it's like wants to put its foot down and it's like thinking about putting its foot down and then it finally does and then it, it kind of slowly puts the other foot down and it's so slow and it just looks so unsure of itself and um, I think I had written it. It reminds me of like deciding where to go mushroom hunting. Yeah. Like, I don't know where to go. Should I go here? Should I put my foot there? Should I put my foot there? Yeah. <laughs> like I talked about my process of deciding and it's like a life or death decision. But um, just watch. I just sat there with that little Katie did for gosh you know I don't know it was probably a good 15 minutes watching it and taking a bunch of photos yeah. and videos and yeah. um, but you know not just I'm not trying to disturb it or scare it or right, anything. Right. Just give it a little distance. But um, I, I have found like that's one of the funnest parts is just finding the the little creatures that are um, a lot of times associated with mushrooms. And that one wasn't um, on a mushroom or anything. But I noticed it because I was looking for mushrooms mm-hmm. and you know looking closely for things. And then the other one that was really cool this spring, which I did also post about, was this. Um, big cluster of oyster mushrooms and as I got up um, it looked like it was a little bit old and there were a bunch of worms and stuff in it so um, I just kind of broke one off to make sure that there were you know that it was actually kind of too far gone to harvest and so there's these these little white worms that are in a lot of different mushrooms and maybe they're not even the same but they look the same and all of a sudden, um, I saw the, the little heads come up and squiggle around, and <laughs> and then as I looked closer, I saw um, these a bunch of ants crawling on the tree, and then I saw some ants that were carrying those worms that were coming oh. from the mushrooms, and they were carrying it up the tree and going into these little holes in the tree. So they had these little holes cut out. I don't know if the ants dug the hole. They're, they're probably a hole from yeah, some other yeah. creature, but they were... In, you know, doing what like ants do, and they have their little marching army like assembly line. line, and you know, a bunch of them had those worms bringing it into I don't know the queen or whatever. Yeah. And then there was all these. There's this other beetle that's always associated with the um, with the oyster mushrooms. It's called the pleasing fungus beetle, and and they were I, I can't remember what they were doing, but it was like this whole little mm. world that was yeah. happening, and I was there watching it for like a half hour. Um, those are the coolest things, you know, a lot of times, you know, people ask about, you know, picking mushrooms, if there's animals that eat them. And I don't find a lot of animals, like big animals that eat mushrooms. There are some like the deer will, I'll find deers chomping in some of my hen of the woods Mm -hmm. and, um, but not very often. And maybe you can tell little squirrels, um, are nibbling at them or, um, but the slugs and the ants and the little bugs. I think once the mushrooms start to decompose is kind of when the bugs, you know, then they really benefit mm-hmm. from uh, the decomposition process. But yeah, so yeah. it's just everything's working together. Yeah, it's just a little ecosystem yeah. in the forest. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners about you know what you do? Uh... Um. Well, I guess let's see if you. Like, if you are really interested in getting familiar with mushroom hunting, um, I always say, like, getting to know your trees is mm. the best the best, uh, the best, best way of improving your success, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you can identify mushrooms all day long and know what they look like. But if you know where to look, that's kind of, really, you know, really key. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have some saying that I make up and I never remember how I say it. But, <laughs> um, like, look... F- hunt for the trees and find the mushrooms or pick the mushrooms or whatever. So, but you know, so like we were talking about the chanterelles are out right now. So I'm going to focus on, um, the oak trees and, you know, oaks are a relatively easy one for people to identify. Mm -hmm. And as you're looking for the oak trees and the chanterelles, you're going to run across a lot of other mushrooms Mm -hmm. as you go. And then you'll, you know, of course stop and if they're edible you know if you know they're edible you'll pick them and if not just kind of observe and take pictures but um just start by getting out and it's a really long process of of learning and it's hard um it's not that easy to just identify a mushroom you know it takes a bit of time so just 
give yourself some grace and know that it's just going to take a while and, you know, try one or two at a time. And of course, I'd love for people to join my class. Um, but if not, there's also, like I mentioned, the Mycological Society. They take people out mushroom hunting, too. Um, and, and following along on Facebook, there's a lot of mushroom Facebook pages. That, oh, my gosh, there's so many. Yeah, and you can learn a lot. Those groups, yeah. People will post mushrooms and, like, ID, please. And, you know, some people will rip on them for <laughs> just taking <laughs> one picture of the mushroom from right. the top. And you can't even tell if it has gills or pores or whatever. But um, if you just spend a lot of time going through the Facebook pages, like, you'll, you'll learn a lot about the ID, but also, like, what's in season. So um, you'll all of a sudden start seeing... People, you know, like morels, you know, like, oh, somebody posted, you know, people are really proud to post oh their morels. Oh, my gosh, yes, they are. <laughs> so you'll know exactly <laughs> when fun, someone finds a morel, and then you're kind of like, oh, what, and then people comment, what yeah. county? And then you know what county it's in, and um, you'll kind of know when things are growing in your area. So all those things are, you know, part of learning. Is there any seasoned mushroom person that ever shares locations (laughs) (laughs) me (laughs) gosh i don't yeah it's it's a hard thing like bringing people to my places right Right. because they're the places that i know and um yeah so i i do yeah (laughs) but (laughs) i i question my sanity sometimes well you're generous I mean and you're generous I think with your time even at these forays and your your willingness to explain and make all of us feel like our questions are smart and like that they you haven't been asked it a million times even though I know you have like (laughs) you're just a very you're a great educator so thank you yes you are you really are would have thought that yes um, so where should people find you? How do they follow you? Um, and then how would they register for this class that we're going to be doing? Well, um, there's three main ways of kind of following along. So I have my, my classes are all listed on my website, chickofthewoods.com. And then also I have some events on my Facebook page, which um, in the events section, um, that's also just chick of the woods and then i also have an instagram and that's chick of the woods with dots in between chick dot okay. dot the dot woods someone else had it yes huh? some jerk that oh, never posts anything it. isn't that always the <laughs> <Yeah>. case <laughs> oh. um so like i think you know my i'll be honest like facebook and instagram are usually the same um so if you prefer one or the other it's just um facebook has a little bit more information because you can write more underneath mm-hmm. the pictures and and my events are there so um yeah so i i try to kind of post what i'm finding and um you know there's occasionally i'll post about classes coming up and stuff but it's it's more just about what's out and so people can see and try to educate a little bit and yeah entertain yeah. <laughs> do classes happen rain or shine y- yes um unless it's really severe okay. so um if it's gonna just be raining yeah pack some rain gear and um otherwise i'll just give credit towards a future event if mm. we do have to cancel because of the weather mm-hmm. um but yeah you know it's it's not that bad you know mushroom hunting in the rain is kind of fun too, yeah so yeah yeah i love being in the woods in the rain yeah just, it's just you just feel like you're one of the few people out there. Yes. I mean, you're usually one of the few people that are out there, but especially in the rain or in some kind of inclement weather. Yeah. It's, just, it's even a more special period of time. Yeah. You feel pretty badass. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Accomplished? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out in the rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to register for the class, we go to chickofthewoods.com. Yep. The class is on August 12th. Yep. What time? Uh, so that for that chicks only class, it's I believe it starts at nine, and it, it's about uh, four and a half hours. So that um, we'll kind of do the mushroom stuff in the beginning and have lunch at noon, and um, yeah, so nine till one thirty, I believe, okay. on August twelfth. And location TBD kind of based upon your site selection. Yeah, um, it'll be within an hour of Minneapolis, and again because of this drought, like yeah. I I have in the past chosen locations ahead of time but then I've just learned like no I have to wait and bring people See, to where the yeah. rain has been because it's just a lot more fun when there's yeah. more mushrooms yeah. so yeah it's gonna be an awesome day I'm so excited to have you cook I know something I'm so for excited 
good. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been ta- we've talked about this this winter. And we're finally doing it. Yeah. So this is, I'm hoping this will be the first of many partner things that we can do together. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. If we weren't just so dang busy. I know, oh. I know. Totally. <laughs> um, well, Jamie, Chick of the Woods, do you want people to call people, do you want people to call you Chick of the Woods? Or would you like, okay, is Chick of the Woods like a trail name or is it a business name? Like, did someone give it to you on trail? Oh, oh, oh no. Or anything? Okay. No, I made it up. Oh, okay. I gave it to myself. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, obviously a play on Chicken of the Woods yes. if people didn't. Yeah. Well, I remember that. when we, you and I went cross country skiing at Highland, and I just remember your credit card had like Chick of the Woods on it, and the woman there just died. She was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. So, oh, yeah. Great business name. It's unforgettable as you are. Oh. So, um, yeah, join us on August 12th. Yeah. And um, check out her website, check out her Instagram, make sure to follow her to learn about all the things that you've got going on. Thank you. This is really fun. Thank you. We Do This For Fun is brought to you by Boreal, a catalyst for wellness transformation inspired by the beauty of the North. Boreal helps people find and align with nature to power individual health and wellness. Wellness coaching, plant-based and outdoor cooking classes, camping wellness retreats, and more. Learn more at boreal.com. That's B-O-R-E-A-L-L-E.com. It would mean so much to us if you would follow and subscribe to the We Do This For Fun show page on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy. Just hit the plus sign or click on follow. I know many of you read reviews for outdoor gear to help make purchases for your outdoor adventures. The more reviews, the more likely you are to purchase or take a brand seriously. It's like that with podcasts, too. We'd love for you to give us a five-star review, and after you've done that, just share a quick comment about what you like about We Do This For Fun. Please share our episodes. Help us make an impact, because everyone deserves to have fun out there.